Welcome back to Mishnayomi. I'm so excited. We are here finishing Seder Moed, Perek Gimel of Masechus Chagiga, Mishnah Zayin and Mishnah Ches, ending off with a bang, the laws of Taharos. And I want to thank you, my dear listeners, for allowing me and motivating me and encouraging me to get make it through two Sadarma Mishnayos. We have over 16,000 downloads on the Mishnayomi podcast, and it's been an exciting journey, and I'm looking forward to Yavamos. If you are learning with me, please let me know whether you're learning with me currently or you're listening to this in two or three weeks or months or years from now. Let me know so we can celebrate together. We are and have been discussed in the last Mishnayos the idea that a Amaret, someone who's not careful about the observance of uh, truma, of keeping truma tame or tahar, pure or impure, we cannot trust them if they say they keep things pure. However, this was suspended around the time of a regel, that on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, we do treat the uh, stuff the Amar touches as pure. Now, our Mishnah is going to want to deal with what, how long does this dispensation last for? Moreover, does it last, it, does it begin anew? Meaning, let's say I have food that the Amar touched on Pesach. Now that Pesach's over, does it revert retroactively to becoming impure? Or do we say, no, whatever he touches on the holiday remains pure? And just now going forward from the day after Pesach or Shavuot or Sukkot going forward, we say he reverts back to his old status of making things impure, of contaminating things. So let's say a person opens up a new barrel of wine and begins selling it on Yom Tif, or opens up or start, begins a new batch of his dough on Yom Tif as well. And some of it was touched by an Amaret, so Yehuda, uh, Yigmar Yehuda says after the festival he may finish shelling it. And he has an interesting reason. The way the Rav point brings it down is because we don't want people to refrain from opening up new wine barrels or making new batches of dough that would take away from Yom Tif. And if a person knew that whatever he opened on Yom Tif, if he didn't finish it, he couldn't sell it because now it's impure, so he, 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 he wouldn't do it. In order to prevent that, Rehuda says, don't worry, whatever you open on Yontif remains pure. Every, and after Yontif, then the, when the Amaret reverts back to his old status of contaminating things, it's only from then going forward. No, after the festival, he will not finish selling his, his products. That is to say, this, that we suspend the impurity. We suspend the impurity of an Amaret is only for the duration of the regal itself. But afterwards, not only do we say he becomes tummy, but retroactively, anything he touched becomes tummy. Once it passes, this is interesting, interesting, the Kohanim therefore would have to go. Now, uh, during the regal, when all of Kalah Yisrael is entering into the holies, uh, the, into the, into the uh, holies, into the temple courtyard, that means you have Amarats, these people walking around, touching everything, potentially contaminating any, everything, barring the fact that the Chazal said that during the regal, they don't contaminate. Again, this is all rabbinic. Once the regal passes, once you assume like the Chachamim that retroactively anything they did touch becomes Tameh, so, the Kohanim would have to go and repurify the Azara. Uh, they had to clean up by purifying everything. And we'll explain soon exactly how that works. Now, what did they do? They'd have to immerse everything in the mikvah. And we'll explain that, is, it, what, that in a minute. But the point is, they're going to the mikvah to purify everything. Well, if the festival has ends on Thursday night, which means now the first day of you know, Isruchag is going to be Friday, we didn't want the Gohanim to have to spend the day immersing all the all the different kalim in the mikdash in, in from the mikdash in the water. Then they wouldn't be able to adequately prepare for Shabbos. So they kept the suspension of tumah going all the way till Sunday. 
Rehuda Omer, actually, it's not even if it ends on Thursday night, but even if it ends on Wednesday night. Because what happens if the festival ends on Wednesday night? Thursday, you have to spend the day cleaning up the temple just from all the, all the uh, different things taking place, such as the fact that the altar at this point, the Mizbech, is full of ashes from the thousands of carbonas that were brought. So Thursday, you spend cleaning up. Friday, you have to get ready for Shabbos. So therefore, because the Kohanim are so busy, we wait again till Sunday. We suspend the impurity till Sunday, and then we... Um, and then they, 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 they immerse everything on Sunday. Okay, final Mishnah. What is exactly is the procedure of removing all the utensils after the festival in order to purify the courtyard? They would remove all the kalim and they'd put them into the water. And we say all the kalim, we mean everything except except for the, um, the, the shulchan, the shulchan they couldn't do. So, they'd say, just don't, in or, because they couldn't purify the shulchan, so, um, the, and the reason they couldn't do that was because the Pasuk tells us in, in Shemos that the bread, the showbread has to always be on, constantly be on the shulchan, which means you, even for a moment you can't take the bread off to, to immerse it. Therefore, the, the Kohanim would set people up and they would tell everyone entering all the, on, on the festivals, don't touch the Shulchan, don't touch the Shulchan, because it's something that cannot become purified, whereas everything else was able to be dumped in the mikvah. It happens to be there were replacement kalim for everything in the mikvah in case one becomes Tameh. So that the first one becomes Tameh, they can bring the second one in its place until the first one is purified. All the utensils that were in the temple need immersion. Except for the golden altar and the copper altar, because they're described as being part of the earth, and earth cannot become Tameh. They said, actually, they are plated with gold. And if they're plated with gold, they do indeed become Tameh, which means everything, including the altars, had to be immersed in water, just like all the temple utensils after the regal, because they had become contaminated on the regal, and then the contamination was suspended until afterwards, and then, then you dip it all in the mikvah. and finishing Seder Moed. I look forward to beginning Seder Nashim tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.